Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're still in chapter 5, looking at verses 27 and 28, read from the New Living Translations. Translation. The apostles were brought to those who they knew were violently against them and their message of life through Jesus' name, and who were resolved to take violent courses or violent recourses with them to stop the spread of their message, the message that they were assigned to preach. They brought them to set them before the council as delinquents. And you have to just imagine this picture. The powers that have been a terror to evil works and workers became so to those who were good. And remember, these are the same men who our Savior stood before. And that's according to Matthew Henry. Let's listen to Acts chapter 5, verses 27 through 29, read from the New Living Translation. They brought the apostles before the high council, where the high priest confronted them. We gave you strict orders never again to teach in this man's name, he said. Instead, You have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him, and you want to make us responsible for his death. Again, that's Acts chapter 27, chapter 5, I'm sorry, verses 27 through 28, read from the New Living Translation. I'll be back to share insights, and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast, which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Acts chapter 5, verses 27 and 28 from the New Living Translation. I have a lot to say and five minutes to say it in, so let me go ahead and get started. The apostles were set before the council. Um, they, this is like another attempt to, uh, to intimidate the apostles with the trappings of the, of the cons- council's institutional authority. And, you know, that's even in our time when we have to go before judges or before leaders of any kind, be it church leaders, be it uh, work leaders, whoever it is, the the trappings of their authority is uh, meant to intimidate us. But the apostles aren't intimidated because they have the power of the gospel. They have uh, the power of God. They have the Holy Spirit that's protecting them. But let me continue. The council goes on to reprimand them. It says, did we not strictly command you not to teach in his name? 
And Matthew Henry says that, um, he says they're saying, did not we, by virtue of our authority, strictly charge and command you upon pain of our highest displeasure that you should not teach in this name, but you have disobeyed our commands and have gone on to preach not only without our license, but against our express order. And Matthew Henry goes on to say, See how those who make void the commandments of God are commonly very strict in binding on their own commandments and insisting upon their own power. And of course, we see that all the time. People who have, you know, they feel big eyes and little use. They feel they're better than you, bigger than you, more powerful than you. But we look, we serve an all-powerful God. So we're not intimidated by men. The leaders, again, they're trying to assert their authority and want the apostles to be loyal to them instead of their calling to Jesus. And uh, Peter had already told them, okay, you can tell us this, but we're going to uh, follow God's authority and not man's. We, uh, you know, we're listening to your threats, but we still have to do what we've been commanded to do by God. They had um, been commanded, strictly commanded, and Peter and John told them basically that we're, we hear you, but we're going to continue to be obedient to God. And then the council goes on with their reprimand saying, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. doctrine. The accusation of the high priest was a wonderful testimony to the effectiveness of the message preached by the apostles. And that is a mighty message for the church today, that the, what, we're, um, what we're teaching should reach beyond our walls. It should reach into the city. People should be anxious to see what God has to hear, what God has to say from his from uh the his leaders but let me continue matthew henry goes on to say you have filled jerusalem with your doctrine and therefore have disturbed the public peace and drawn people from the public establishments so they're charging the apostles okay they're supposed to be coming to listen to us but here they're coming to listen to you and some take this for a haughty, haughty scornful word. This, this silly, senseless doctrine of yours that is not worth taking notice of. You have made, made such a noise that even Jerusalem, the great and holy city, is become full of it. And it is the talk of the town. So they are angry that men whom they thought were despicable should um, be, I guess, looked upon more highly than those who are in power. And then um, and they continue by saying that you intend to bring the blood of this man upon us. And of course, they really did. By calling Jesus this man, the religious leaders were obviously avoiding the name Jesus, but they could not avoid the power of Jesus. It started right, it was staring right in their faces. You intend to bring this man's blood, 
the guilt of it before God, the shame of it before men upon us. This charge, um, they charge them not only with contempt of courts, but with sedition and a plot both to set the people against them and for having persecuted even to death, not only an innocent man, but a good man. And that was Jesus. And uh, they wanted to say this, his blood is upon us. And remember, they told Jesus, they told them when uh, before Jesus was crucified, uh, we don't care. We want this man crucified. Let his blood be upon us and upon our children. Let us bear the blame. But now that it's time and they've thought about it and they see the effects of their words, they're ready to back out. And I'm sorry I went over my time by a minute. And I still had a lot more to say, but let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you as we look at and study human nature, even in uh, as we are looking at the religious leaders who are far from doing what is right to try to intimidate the men of God, the men and women of God. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the guiding and the protecting and the, um, the uh, all that goes with having to stand and having done all to stand, even in persecution. As we think about countries where Christians are persecuted just for calling upon your name. We pray for them, Father. We pray that you continue to cover, continue to let them be bold and powerful, just like the apostles, in face of all that's dangerous, in face of all the threats of the uh, religious leaders, in face of all the danger that they face. Father, we thank you for even those examples in our own time as we think about India, which always comes to mind, and other places like Haiti and other places that we could just call off the top of our head. But those two just come to mind right now. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way, as we always do. And we're thanking you, even as today we celebrate the second day of Kwanzaa. We thank you for even the observances that even though it's not a godly observance at all, but it is an observance of a unity and uh, community. And God, that's what you're all about. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.